Hello, welcome to the Living Open podcast for mystics and seekers. I'm your host, Erin. I'm a Philly-based healing artist, and this is a podcast to support your healing journey. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Living Open podcast. Today's episode is not an interview. It's a collective tarot reading for spring. I used to do these collective tarot reading episodes every month with the new astrological season, um, but I've shifted into doing them more seasonally with the winter. Um, So that's what today's episode is about. And also, it's the beginning of Aries season. It's the beginning of our astrological new year. I saw some blooms in Philly yesterday, driving around. I saw cherry blossoms. I saw a magnolia tree blooming. Um, so beautiful. Spring is definitely feeling present where I am anyways. Um, and I think I'm feeling really excited for it. I love every season. Winter definitely is the hardest season for me, but there's still a lot about it that I really love and enjoy. Um, But I'm definitely feeling really excited about spring. If you can hear the crashing in the background, it's my cat, little Chai Chai. (laughs) She'll probably be chirping and crashing around throughout. Um, But yeah, I think, so spring in its alignment with Um, the waxing energy of the moon there's this like growing and building energy there's like a blossoming and a blooming that we can literally see um, and experience and feel and I think the invitation around working with seasons is like how does this season want to move through you how do the themes of this season um, wake you up shift you change you transform you open you up to parts of yourself that maybe were hibernating during the winter Um, And that's what we're going to explore in this collective tarot reading with the big caveat and note as always like take what you want from this reading It's a collective reading. It's not specific. It's general and speaking to big collective energies. So um, You know pull more cards for yourself if you want to get more specific or something doesn't resonate Don't try and make it resonate and make it fit. It might just not be for you Um, run everything through the filter of your own intuition first, as always. Before we get into the reading, I just wanted to let you know, if you missed it, my first poetry collection, Moon Sign, is out. It's up for pre-order until April 15th. The link is in the description. Um, I'm so proud of it. I love it. I'm so grateful for all of the support of all of you and so many people in my life. Um, At this point, it's really beautiful. to feel all the support around putting your art out into the world. So I wrote these poems as part of my journey of healing and processing around religious trauma and queerness and past relationships and compulsory heterosexuality. Um, And these poems are really for other queers who are on a journey of healing into more of themselves, um, anyone who is healing into more of themselves, and it really tells the story of a death and rebirth process, of a coming home process, of an integrating process, um, and it's about coming into wholeness and embodied self and embodied queerness and becoming more of ourselves. So. 
I hope you check it out if you're interested. The link is in the description. And with that, let's get into our spring tarot reading. So the first card I have for us is what spring wants to teach us. Spring wants to teach us king of wands, how to own our desire, how to own our pleasure, how to own our joy. I think that we can experience so often this feeling of like not being able to take up space with our desire, feeling shame over the things, um, the experiences, the people, the feelings, the whatever that we desire. Um, feeling like our desire and our pleasure and our joy and our aliveness have no place or aren't important in this world um, where trauma is constantly happening, where systems of oppression are in every facet of our society, when there is so much pain and suffering, when war is happening around the world, not just with Russia, but We've been having wars. We've been having refugees. Um, and I think with the King of Wands and this invitation to own our desire, own our pleasure, own what we want, own how we want to feel, there's this ask to learn how to hold multiple things, which I think is always such a deep and beautiful spiritual practice, but how to hold multiple things, how to hold multiple truths, how to hold multiple things being important, how to hold multiple things as mattering, how to hold the truth that owning our desires, owning our pleasure, owning our aliveness is powerful and is healing for our ancestors, for ourselves, for the next people to come on this planet as well, whether we have direct descendants or not. Um, that owning our desire, our magic, owning, um, owning wanting to have an existence that isn't just about trauma, whether that's your reality or not, as valid and necessary and beautiful and something to heal into and move into to the best of our abilities, to the best that we can. And so with this spring context, this feels like an ask to make more space for your desire, to make more space for the things that make you feel alive, to make more space to even just notice the cherry blossoms blooming or whatever is happening um, that could spark something beautiful in you. And to do some unpacking around these themes and questions that we're bringing up around like how can I desire, how can I still experience pleasure um, when everything is terrible or when so many things are terrible and what does that mean and who is that for and who is it for to not do that. A healing invitation for spring I have the Emperor. With the Emperor, we're invited to examine and work with healing our relationship with power and with taking up space. Um, I think something that I heard from Lindsay Mack about the Emperor that years ago that feels so beautiful and feels true and poignant is about how rivers and mountains and redwoods and trees like they're able to take up space and that doesn't take away from others taking up space as well right like the ocean can take up space and so can the desert um and held that's okay and the ocean isn't asking like is it okay if i take up some space um 
and I also think there's a lot of nuance to this conversation because there's like a fluidity to how we can and should take up space especially when we think about our different identities and privileges that we hold like it's not appropriate to just always take up space um and so i think it's about with this card thinking about the nuances for you around taking up space and how can you expand into taking up space in your own life in your relationships as is right for you and appropriate and feels good and is reflective um of you and how can you also um give space and what does giving space mean and what does that look like and giving space um not from a place of like resentment or have to but from a space of desire um and nourishment and not of resentment because you're also taking up space in the ways that you can and in the ways that feel good i also think just in general you know, with the emperor, our relationship with power comes up a lot. I mean, literally the name of the card is the emperor. <laughs> um, and with this reading, we have three cards that can really point us to our power. We have the king of wands, we have the emperor, and our next card, the hierophant. Um, so there's definitely an examining and a, um, a processing happening around power and i think again the conversation around power is so nuanced and the healing that we all need around power can be so different and unique and individualized um but a place to start might be thinking about like what power you actually have how you feel when you're in your power how it feels to access your power um what sort of baggage or preconceived notions or learned ideas do you have around power um and how can you deconstruct them and make separate distinctions of like what is power which I think is neutral and everyone holds. And then what is power over? What is domination with power? Um, those things that are unhealthy and contribute to our world. Um, contribute to harm and contribute to hurt in the world and support systems of oppression. So we're not talking about building that kind of power, <laughs> but like building the people's power um, and feeling into the power that you actually have to create change and affect change in your own life, um, to be the self that you are, to build um, parts of the life and self that you desire, um, and to not just do that for you, but for others as well, for community, for other people. Um, and I think doing work around power is really important if we want to actually build power in movements, if we want to um, live lives that feel good. Um, and also, I think it's just true. Like, we all hold, obviously, really varying degrees of power, but we all have some. Um, and so also a question this spring could be, like, how do you want to channel your power? How do you desire to use your power? Um, where can that be most useful? How can that feel the most good and the most nourishing for you and others and bland? And then what to leave behind with the winter, the hierophant. And what's coming up with this is leaving behind the idea that you have to know, the idea that you have to have answers, that you have to have checked boxes, filled out to-do lists, that you that there's a right or wrong for everything. The hierophant, I think, in its shadow can be dogmatic, it can be black and white thinking, it can be um, this or that. If not this, then it must be that. Um, 
and I don't think any of that is true and black and white thinking can be a really big trauma response and it's also something that you know we learn when we grow up in dogmatic religion it's the way a lot of people think um, and I think where I've landed is I have a responsibility to myself to find fluidity and nuance in all things um, and so where do you land how does rigid thinking binary thinking feel for you and what might you want and need to deconstruct around that um which is a conversation around certainty and uncertainty it's a conversation around like maybe vulnerability it can be vulnerable to not know um to not have solid answers or concrete things to say um it can be a conversation around opening and closing and all of the degrees within that and how it feels to open um and how it feels to close off and close down and defend um but we're leaving behind rigid thinking we're leaving behind the idea that there's always a right or a wrong we're leaving behind the idea that there's one way um that there's one right thing and we're opening to expansive possibilities throughout the whole universe throughout everything and everyone um and the hope that that can create as well so that's our short little reading for the spring i hope it supports i'm wishing you lots of soft explorations into power and self and desire and certainty and uncertainty um and i will see you next time next monday for another interview lots of love and happy spring happy airy season thank you so much for listening if you loved this episode please do tap five stars and leave us a nice review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on i appreciate it so so much and it's a really lovely way to be in exchange with the show with an indie podcast you can check out all the links mentioned in this episode in the description and i'll be back on monday with another episode make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it and stay in touch on on Instagram at E-R-Y-N-J underscore or Patreon until then.